So it helped because it gave me a filter to say, when I look at any leader or system or news source, anything, I can ask, is this operating from a place of domination or from Jesus' leadership? And if it's domination, I can love the people in that, but I can also say, I am not aligning with that. Welcome to More Than Small Talk. We're Susie Eller, Jennifer Watson, and Holly Gerth, writers and real-life friends. We're inviting you to go deeper, become freer, and feel more connected. So imagine you have a cup of coffee, a mug of tea, or a green smoothie in your hand, and we're all hanging out in your favorite place together. Hey, More Than Small Talk friends, we are back with you again. Last week, we talked about how it's okay to be mad. So if you missed that, I hope you'll go back and listen. We are carrying on with, I don't know, we don't have a name for it, but it's our messy conversation series. We are talking about things we are still in progress on and still figuring out and exploring together. And we are inviting you to the table with us as we do that. So this week, we are talking about it's okay to question authority. So, Suze, on that cheery note, (laughs) what's next? You know what? I love this messy series. I do. I have loved these conversations with you around the table. I'm so thankful that we're bringing them up because that's what More Than Small Talk is about. So our confession question for today is this. Who has been a great leader in your life? I feel like there's been different leaders in my life for different seasons, but they've all taken on that mentoring role and believing in me and sharpening those gifts and instructing me. So I can look back throughout my life and see whether it was a youth pastor or a Sunday school teacher or a teacher in high school that really invested in me personally. Um, That's They've shaped me and they're still very much... Um, someone in my life that I am so thankful for even today, even years or decades later, I'm grateful for the impact they have had and how they've led me so well, gently and sometimes yeah. firmly, yeah. you know, but it was all motivated in love and and belief and investing instead of control yeah. and dominating. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I've I've had a lot of leaders in my life. But in the last five years in my life, eight years, I met a couple at my church, Jim and Pam Hall. And Jim is one of the directional leaders of our church. Old school, we'd say pastor. He, he doesn't love that. He, he really is a very humble person. But I think where Pam and Jim really became leaders in my life is where there were no walls put up around them because they were in leadership. And I'm not saying that they like were total access. I just meant they were so real. Mm-hmm. And it was refreshing to see someone who could say, man, I really messed up there. And I need you to know that's not what I wanted to do. Like yeah. just to be so real, real in compassion, real in their faith, but also real in their in their flaws. Mm-hmm. And that has been, that's been powerful for me. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. I thought of my grandpa Holly, (laughs) which is kind of funny because if I said, 
you know, Poppy, you're a leader to me. He'd be like, what? You know, I was your grandpa. But he did. He led by example. And I think sometimes that's the most powerful that I remember asking him, what's the secret to success? And he said, just love all the people. Mm. And that's what he did. And he loved me well in a way that made me feel pursued and valued and seen and heard. And I think that so much of leadership is not power over, but empowering others. Yeah. Well, I tried to leap into this way too early (laughs) in the last podcast. But again, we talked about domination. We actually talked about this through all of these conversations. Um, How does domination play into this conversation? Why we're talking about great leaders? Well, this came about because after seeing a lot of the recent headlines about abuse in the church, I had a conversation with my husband at breakfast. Um, We were both just really grieved and angry, as we said, it's okay to be. And I asked the question, what is the heart attitude behind this? And we talked through how it was dominance versus true leadership. Yeah. So dominance is about control, power over, pride. There's a lack of vulnerability. There's a whole set of attitudes that come around that where Jesus leadership is about curiosity, empathy, humility, empowerment. Like it's a completely different. So it helped because it gave me a filter to say, when I look at any leader or system or news source, anything, I can ask, is this operating from a place of domination Mm -hmm. or from Jesus leadership? And if it's domination, I can love the people in that, but I can also say, I am not aligning with that in any way. And if I can, I'm going to try to actually bring about change in it. So that was helpful to me to have a framework for understanding why sometimes even things that had the title Christian felt so out of alignment with the heart of Jesus to me. Yeah. So you were going to say something, Jennifer. Yeah. I was just thinking about um, what, what really stands out to me is that I feel like it's the domination or it's the demand of submission versus Jesus laying down his life, you know? Mm. And I feel like the, the two forms of leadership, you know, it's not aligning because Jesus didn't demand submission. Like he didn't, he laid down his life and the Holy spirit woos us to him. It doesn't drive or whip, you know, there's, there's just different ways. And I think when someone's saying you must submit, that's when I, the red flags go all the way off, you know, and up and waving and signals and you go, "Mm, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Are there Holly, are there red flags that we should look out for in leadership that can help us? Because again, we're all messy. We're all imperfect. I look back at some of the ways that I have led in the past and like not domination, but I look back and think, oh, I didn't know what I didn't know. Mm -hmm. You know, there's that. Um, But there's also when we use authority in a way that creates harm And so what are some red flags that we can look for? Well, thinking about what you shared about your friend, Jim Hall and his wife, Uh one thing you talked about was vulnerability. Yeah. That even though they were in a leadership position, they were like, hey, I'm human too. Yes. You know, I'm willing to own my struggles. I'm willing to uh, say we are in this together. 
if there's a leader who is unwilling to be vulnerable, that is a huge red flag. Mm, that's that's good. good. And so, because we are called to a one another life and there are no exceptions to that. It doesn't say unless you're a leader and then you get a pass and get to tell everybody else what to do. <laughs> like you get to skip the parts of confessing your sins or, you know, like. Yeah. So that attitude, I think, is foundational. That's huge. So good. What about you, Jennifer? Um, I think that when people tell the half truth or the most comfortable truth, which is watering down maybe their confession or admission of doing something wrong, I think that that's a huge red flag for me. And I respect so, so many people so much more for just saying the hard, uncomfortable truth. I have done this and it was not okay because of this. And like, just to own your mess, yeah, own um, the harm that you've caused someone, like own all of it and don't say, but you did, or they did, you know, none of that just to take full, complete ownership. Yeah. And that's humility. Right. So I'd say that's another thing to really watch for is humility. Yeah. Right, is this the system or this person operating from a place of pride, which we can all do. Yes. We're talking about patterns consistently over time. Or are they operating from a place of humility? Do they say, I don't know everything. I need help. Maybe I can learn something about that. Do they ask others thoughtful questions? Do they share their journey? Or is it I know best and everyone else needs to get in line. Yeah. Those are two very different things. Yeah. And I think we, for me, I need to pay attention to what's going on inside of me. Mm -hmm. If I'm consistently feeling turmoil, a lack of peace, when I'm in a, a place of there's authority over me and it's spiritual authority and I'm like, oh, man, that doesn't feel like that reflects Jesus. Because I'm not walking around like that. I'm not walking around looking for flaws in people. I know how flawed I am. But if there's a consistent sense of turmoil, consistent sense of lack of peace in that interaction, it's good to take a step back and say, Lord, what's going on here? Yeah. You know? And I, it's okay to leave messy community that is toxic community. I mean, yeah. that we're all messy. Yeah. But to leave any kind of leadership that you're submitting to in any way, if you consistently feel a lack of peace and as you get along with the Lord and he reveals and and he says to you, this is, this is not me. Yeah. Maybe it used to be, but they went down a wrong path. And it's no longer, this is no longer God's best for you. It's not who I am. It's okay to move on. Right. It yeah. really is. Yeah. I think another big red flag is using guilt and shame to motivate. Yeah. Which is often where that feeling of discomfort comes from. Yeah. But we tend to say, oh, no, it's just that I'm a bad Christian. And if I were a good Christian, I would try harder. And then I would meet these expectations that I wouldn't feel this guilt and shame. And so I'm the problem. And so we never pause and listen and say, yeah. hey, you know, I serve a Jesus who created me to be led with grace and freedom, not guilt and shame. Yeah. And so I think that is probably another thing to look for. Yeah. I also think watching how other people respond when they walk into a room, especially those close to like I feel like there's red flags that we can pay attention to because if someone um, makes themselves smaller or cowers, 
that's a really good sign that this person makes them uncomfortable, you know, and to be like, okay, why? And, you know, do we need to step in and help this person? You know, what, what can I do to pay attention to her and make sure when she's in this room, she feels safe? Yeah. Yeah. You know, Holly, there was a time that even talking about this would have made you a little uncomfortable. Yeah, right? totally. I oh, would yeah. have felt guilt and shame for sure. <laughs> yeah. I've been like, I'm not allowed to talk about this. <laughs> we can't talk about it. So, yeah. yeah. And, and like, it, it has really been beautiful to watch you sift through that with the help of the Holy Spirit. And you didn't come out like throwing up fist and trying to. You just gently, it's been beautiful to watch, shed some things that some leaders had said were true so that you could step into what was really true. Yeah. That's been really Mm. pretty beautiful to watch. You you two have definitely been a huge part of that, especially, Suze, when you said you wanted to beat up my inner critic. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) That was like an intervention (laughs) moment for me. But yeah, and I continue to grow in this. I mean, that makes me sound like a bad leader. No, <laughs> she loved me so well um, in that moment. It's exactly what I needed. But even since we had this conversation, I had another aha because I tend to focus on trying to be good. It's just a weakness that I have. And it occurred to me that the language of good yeah. is dominance based. We say good dog and good girl. We only say good whatever to something we have authority over. And that they're meeting our expectations. Exactly. Oh, wow, Holly. So it is not Jesus' goal to be good for us. You're like a butterfly. (laughs) (laughs) You're like a butterfly. You're just like coming out of this cocoon and just throwing off these things that it's it's stunning to watch. Aww. I just, yeah, it's, and she was pretty perfect before. So yeah. <laughs> I yeah. don't know about that, but <laughs> yeah. So even that, like, that's such a mindset shift for me. It I, is. So long I saw the world and like, I need to be good. I need to be good. Actually, that's not, <laughs> not what we're going for here. And if I'm in a setting that, that I feel like that's being put on me, I need to say, Hey, wait a minute. You know, something's out of alignment here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think when we look at the good news, which is in scripture, and it describes the message that we can know God and be known by him. I mean, if you get to the heart of it, that's what the good news is. Mm -hmm. And it's not that you're not going to a bad place. It's not that you're, you know, all your sins are removed, which is good news, but that you will never sin again. It's that we are known by God. Yeah. and. We can know him too. That's the good news. And that's where transformation happens. Yeah, That's where the goodness of God is revealed in our life. Instead of us being good women, we're experiencing the goodness of God and it's changing us. Well said. And then we're free to live out of love, which is what we are actually created for. To be loved and out of that, pass it on. Yeah. Which is a totally different framework than dominance. Yeah, it's okay to question authority. I that's that's the title of this, but that's also we're not running around. We're not going to be that person that follows people in leadership and we're pelting them all the time. No, absolutely this, that's not. not that. That's not that and that exists and and that's not okay either. But it is okay to question authority when it doesn't reflect or resemble Jesus and 
it's dominant instead of help me with that. Yeah, Jesus leadership. I don't know how else to say it. In alignment with the heart of Jesus. Fix me there, sister. Yeah, comes up. But yeah. Yeah. Because I think even Peter, the disciple, had a moment where Jesus was like, get behind me, Satan. Like, you're thinking about things in a human way and not in God's way. And I think that's what this is. Like, we're not saying, oh, again, we don't want to use that language of you're a bad person because it's more of identifying these attitudes, which we are all capable of having, are out of alignment with the heart of God. Yeah. So when we recognize them, we need to resist them, whether they are within our own heart yeah. or in a church or a family or a system or a marriage. It is okay to say that is not okay. Yeah. Yeah. And, and what I love, I brought up Jim and Pam, is there are so many moments over the last few years that we've, as we've become very close with this couple, where I've watched this man who has great influence and he's in a place of leadership and he's making a difference all over the world in so many ways. You don't hear about it because that's not who he is. But to see him at times sitting and he's talking about the goodness of God and tears are running down his face. And then the next minute he's like, oh, guess what I did last week? Me and God had to talk about that. (laughs) You know, and I just think. It's both and. Yeah. (laughs) You are both in love with Jesus and a leader, and you are also vulnerable and humble Mm -hmm. and transparent. Yeah. What a beautiful, beautiful picture of leadership. Yeah. Good. And of course, Jesus is the ultimate example of this. So, Mm -hmm. Suze, I think you have a resource that can help us get to know him that way. There was a time a few years back where I felt very fractured in my faith, Um, not because of Jesus, but just because of wrestling with this very thing. And so I went into the book of Luke for two years. It was going to be two weeks. It ended up being two years. And I sat at the feet of Jesus, and I listened for his voice as he talked to the disciples, because I'm a disciple too, and so are you. And I watched his example, and I began to fall in love with Jesus all over again. And that actually turned into a book called Come With Me, Discovering the Beauty of Following Where He Leads. And my prayer is that that can be a resource for you too if you're in that same place where you just want to fall in love with Jesus all over again. Because he sure does love you. And that's it for today's episode. Thanks for going deeper, becoming freer, and connecting with us. More Than Small Talk is a part of the KLRC Podcast Network and is produced by Kara Culver. Show notes and resources are available on the More Than Small Talk page on klrc.com. You can also join us in our Facebook group. Subscribe to More Than Small Talk on your favorite app so you won't ever miss an episode.